Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. That's great. Hey, turn in your Bibles today to Luke chapter 2. Uh, Luke chapter 2. We are in the middle um, of uh, uh, our message entitled Presence. Uh, because I truly believe that Christmas is all about the presence. And uh, before you get mad at me, you're like, no, we don't even give presents at our house. What are you talking about? It's all about the presence. I'm not talking about the presence under the tree. I'm talking about the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that Christmas is all about the presence of God and what he does in and through our lives and for humanity. It's all about, that's what Christmas is about. Um, it's not about these presents. And, and let's be honest, we love that, right? We love gift exchanging and we love having those moments with family. Um, but I'm always encouraging my family and I'm always encouraging the church. Uh, let's get back to uh, what Christmas is all about. It's about the presence of God. Ushers are coming through if you want some notes, so they'll give them to you. It's all about the presence of God and, and uh, that's that's why uh, when, when, you know, the announcement came forth that his name would be Emmanuel, God with us, that his presence would be with us, that, and ultimately his presence would dwell inside of us. And so this Christmas, I want to encourage you to go back to that reality because at Canvas Church, I want to read this to you, in the Can- at Canvas Church, in the midst of all the celebrations and gift giving, we are careful to remember that at the center of of what we celebrate is one game-changing, life-altering, hope-giving reality, and that is this, that grace is a person and his name is Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating his presence because in his presence, man, yes, there's the fullness of joy. There is grace. It is abundant. It is for you. And so uh, I want to continue this idea today And uh, as we read Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to start in verse 8. I'm going to be reading through the New Living Translation. And uh, and. And we're picking it up in the story now um, where, where Jesus is actually born and the announcements are going out. And the announcements aren't like your normal announcements, like hosts of angels are appearing to people, right? It's pretty cool. So we're going to read one of those today in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And it says, that night, uh, what night? The night that Jesus was born. There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Now I wanna pause right there because this, this whole part that I'm reading to you is very unique to the story and it would have been unique in their time as well because when someone of prominence was coming, in, in this setting, Jesus now, when someone of prominence was coming, it wouldn't have been likely that the shepherds would have got their own special announcement. The shepherds were not prominent people. Matter of fact, as you study history, being a shepherd was not like a sought after thing. Uh, being a shepherd was like, like the least of what you wanted to do. It was like the lowest on the totem pole. It was like if you were at career day at high school, are you with me? There would not be a table set up, do you wanna become a shepherd? This was, like, this, was, this was like afterthought. This was like I couldn't do anything else with my life, so now I'm going to be a shepherd and, and watch over somebody else's sheep, not even their own sheep. They're, they're working for somebody else. They're out there at night. They're cold. They're dirty. They're hoping that no animals come and, and, and eat these sheep because if they do, they might lose their job. This is not a pretty thing. I sell that to say this. These were the least likely people to get a special announcement. But yet in this, I believe it captures the grace and mercy of God. That God did not come through Jesus 
to the most prominent. Bible's very clear that Jesus came to seek and save everyone that was lost. Are you with me? So it's unique in this setting that why are the shepherds getting this announcement? Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel uh, uh, reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. Again, kind of unique. What's the sign? You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Okay, do you see a contradiction in terms there? The announcement is, here it is, the Savior's born. The Messiah has come. Wow, royalty. Here's the sign. You're going to find him laying in a feeding trough, wrapped in some cloth. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger, just as they were told, right? After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. And the angel, as the angel had said to them about the child, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Everyone who heard the encounter that the shepherds had had, including the shepherds, were astonished. Maybe in the translation you're looking at, the, the word is amazed. They were amazed. The word is wonder. They were, they were filled with wonder. They were filled with amazement. They were filled with astonishment. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I want to talk to you for the next few moments about amazed by his presence amazed by his presence. God, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. And Lord, I pray in the next few moments that we have together that, um, that Lord, you would, just, you would just teach us from this passage. Um, that, God, we would not just sit here and say, oh, I've heard this story before. I've read this passage before. I, I know about the Christmas story. God, I pray we would engage in this moment. And I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear and that we would be brought back to the amazement of your presence. That we would be brought back to the astonishment of your presence. That we would be brought back to the wonder of your presence. So God, I pray you'd help me now in this place to create an environment for people to encounter your son Jesus, know your incredible love, and realize the awesome plan that you have for each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amazed at his presence. This, this idea that they were astonished, the, the word wonder, amazement, astonished, it means to be filled with admiration, amazement, awe, or marvel. 
Here they are, and they are all filled with amazement. They're all filled with wonder. They're all filled with this, this astonishment. Um, I don't know if you, you can think back to a moment when you were, you were like that, like you were just filled with, with some wonder. You were filled with some amazement, some awe. Uh, I know for me, I was just recently at Disney World. Anybody ever been to Disney World? Okay, how many of you guys have been to the Little Brother Disneyland? Okay, um, once you go to Disney World, it'll ruin you. You'll never want to go to Disneyland again. Um, and so in September, we took a big family trip to uh, Disney World, and uh, it was so fun because uh, my nephews got to come with me. And they're like six and four, I think it is, or I think that's right, six and four, um, somewhere around there. And so it was so, the last time I was at Disney World, they weren't around. And so here we are going to Disney World, and I wanted to go and see them because, man, when it's your first time and you're that little and you walk into that environment, you're so full of, like, wonder, Right? You're so full of amazement. Let's be honest, even if you're older and it's your very first time, like you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, like what, what just happened? Like you step into a totally different world and environment and you're just filled with this wonder. And, and as I walked in and would see them going from thing to thing or place to place or, or see different characters, it reminded me of when my kids were small. Uh, now my kids have been to Disneyland many times, they've been to Disney World twice, um, but I still remember that very first time uh, when they wanted to dress up as princesses. Come on, somebody. And I was going to put the pictures up on the screen, but I didn't want to embarrass them. And I'll never forget, man, I think it was like maybe their first, it might have, I think it was their very first time. And uh, we did, we did uh, lunch with the Disney princesses. And so we booked this whole thing out. And of course, they wanted to dress up. One of them dressed up as Ariel. One of them dressed up as Belle. I mean, the red hair and everything. And my daughter would definitely kill me if I put that picture up. But man, to see them walk in and to walk into this environment where they're meeting all these princesses, and because and, here's the thing, in their mind, they believed they were real. And because they believed they were real, man, they were so full of amazement and astonishment and wonder, and they wanted to get all their autographs and pictures with all of them, and man, it was like this, and I'll never forget, man, the day they, they, they realized that the princesses weren't real. It like, it like kind of, it kind of ruined it. Like I'm never taking you all to Disneyland again. Believe they're real right now, right? Because when you believe in that moment, there's so much amazement and there's so much wonder and there's so much, are you with me today? And, and, and I want to take you back to a moment like that. And I want to ask you this question. When is the last time you wondered at the presence of God? When is the last time that you encountered God and you were astonished, you were amazed, you were filled with, what does it say, you were filled with admiration, amazement, awe, or you marveled at the presence of God? Because here in this passage, that's what's happening to these shepherds. These, these people that were, were really of no prominence, they, they really were just there watching somebody else's sheep and their, their main goal for the whole entire night really was just to stay warm, make sure none of the sheep got taken and make it through the night. And in that moment where they're guarding somebody else's sheep, just trying to get through the night, really some nobodies, when, when I say nobodies, I mean this. Like, like it's not like, like I, when, when I was growing up, like you, know, you thought about what you wanted to be, NBA basketball player, Right, um, you know, a firefighter, a police officer, a doctor, whatever, um, you know. And so it wasn't like I was like, you know, when I grow up, and this is no, this is no knock on anybody, but it wasn't my dream. Like when I grow up, I want to be the garbage guy, right? Although I see what they get paid now, and I'm like, I kind of want to be the garbage guy. <laughs> Are they union? Sign me up, right? Like, um, 
And, and so, like, like and that's why they have action figures, right, of police officers and firefighters and NBA. There were, no, there were no little shepherd action figures back in the day. There was no kid asking for Christmas, I want, I want a little shepherd for Christmas. Didn't happen, right? But yet God shows up to them. And in that moment, they are filled with wonder. They are filled with awe. They marvel. They are astonished. So much so that they leave behind what they are guarding. They leave behind what their assignment is. They leave behind and they go to find the one they just heard about. See, I love this passage because I think out of all the Christmas stories, to me it really captures the gospel message the best. That, 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 that Christ shows up to people. He comes to seek and save the lost. That Christ shows up to people no matter their circumstance, no matter their setting, no matter their color, no matter their background, no matter what it is, he shows up to seek and save the lost. And the gospel is shared. In this setting, it's shared by angels. But the message is shared. They heard it. And hearing that, they go in search of. I love this passage. Because these shepherds are filled with this wonder, this amazement of what is, is, is taking, taking place. And I want to ask you this question again. When is the last time you wondered at the presence of God? When is the last time you were, you were moved? Uh, when is the last time you look and said, wow, look what, what God has done for me? When is the last time you just kind of turned and shared with somebody like, hey, here's what's going on in my life. Here's what God has done. Here's how he has come through. I'd challenge you this week because um, one thing, uh, you know, meeting with people, talking with people, working with people. Um, when I hear people talk, it seems like the majority is about life's challenges and struggles. It's about the conflicts, the pains. It's about the disappointments, the hurts. And all that's a part of life. But I have to think that and believe that God is good. And that as believers, he's doing more good in our life than there is bad things happening in our life. And I would challenge us that if you can't share the challenge without sharing the fact that Christ came through, maybe just table the challenge for a little bit because he's still in process and he's still working and he's going to come through. He's going to come through. But, but when's the last time you were moved with wonder and amazement? See, Christmas is a perfect time to get back to the wonder of the presence of God. It's a perfect time to get back. It's a perfect time to read a story like this and be like, wow, why were they so moved? What was going on in their life? Like, man, what, what was taking place? And get back to our life then and say, man, God, you know you really are good. You really, you really are. You really are good. When is the last time you, you just kind of shared that testimony? And so I want to help us today get back to that. Can I do that today? I want to share with you just a couple of thoughts here from this passage and how this Christmas we can get back to being amazed by his presence. The first, the first one is this. You can write it down. It's in your notes, whether you're on app or paper. What took place? Again, in this first part, they were not seeking. I mean, they literally went from terrified Right? That's why the angel says, hey, don't be afraid. Fear not. Right? They were terrified to a little bit maybe confused what's happening right now to being moved with wonder and praise. The Bible says that they left there praising God, going to share it with other people. 
what took place. The first one is this, they heard, they heard. You want to get back to this place of amazement and wonder, you've got to hear, but listen to the thing, you've got to make sure you're hearing the right stories. You've got to make sure you're hearing the right thing. And, and so what, do you, what are you listening to? What are you hearing? What are you constantly putting into this thing right here? Whether it's with your own lips or, or, or the voice of somebody else, uh, people you live with, what are you watching on the screen? What are you podcasting? What news station are you listening to as you're driving down the road? What images are you putting in, in there? What, what are you listening to? They heard this, 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 this great news shared with great joy, and man, it filled them with wonder and amazement. So what are you listening to that would keep you from being filled with wonder and amazement? You know, I talk, you know, once again, I'm, I'm working with people, and I talk with people, and I was just talking to somebody on the phone the other day, and they're like, I'm getting out of California. I'm like, why? They're like, well, because, because of the politics. I'm like, okay, well, why? Well, because, you know, there's gonna be vaccine mandates and mask mandates, and there's gonna be this and that, and there's gonna be, and then, they're like, and then they say this, they're like, everyone's moving out of California. I'm like, really? Why is my house price going up so high then? <laughs> there's people moving out. There are a whole lot more moving in because there's technically a housing crisis, right? And I'm just listening. I have to ask, like, what, bro, look, what are you listening to? Like, I'm getting out of California. Hey, listen, if God moves you out of California, cool, follow God. But you know what? Like, what if we change the story? Because when I look around, God's moving in California. The church is growing in California. People are being saved in California. California still has more sunshine than any other state. Praise Jesus. Right? Well, tolerable sunshine. If you want to move to Florida, go ahead. Right? Like, you want to swelter in 100 degree, you know, or 100 percent humidity, that's fine. Go ahead. If that's your thing, you know. When I, like, like, what are we listening to? What are we hearing? What if we change? What if we change the story? Right? There is always going to be something to complain about. Trust me. Like you walk into a room, immediately there's going to be something you can complain about. Doesn't matter. There's always going to be. But what if we just change that? What if we fill our ears with praise? What if we fill our ears with what God is doing that's good? And what if, are, are you with me today? I mean, what if, what if we did that? That's, that's what's so powerful to me about the church getting around other believers, right? Sharing testimonies, sharing stories about what God has done, uh, being in a small group, being in a Christian community, right? Uh, reading your Bible. Like, fill, fill your ears with that. Like, just, just read some scriptures. I think it's one of the reasons why, why in, in the book of Revelations, when it talks about the church overcoming, it says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's what Christ has done. But then secondly, that says, and by the word of our testimony by sharing life with somebody else and what God is doing and what's good and, man, how he came through. And, man, it begins to fill us all once again with, with wonder, with wonder. You know what a testimony does? You know what your word does? You know when you begin to speak the, the truth about what, who God really is and what he's doing in your life? You know what it does? It sets up a memorial. It sets up an altar. Like, like, like when you can go back to that moment where, hey, I was going through this, but then God came through. And you can go back to that place in time and share that story. It sets up an altar, like a, a monument that you can go back to. So the next time you're facing something, you can revert. Oh, wait a second. I remember God came through here. 
God did that. And that's what's so powerful about the Bible because it's full of testimonies of what God has done. I think back to uh, the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? I, I think back to the Old Testament, the book of Joshua, when the children of Israel, that's God's chosen people, uh, in the Old Testament, when they were coming out of bondage and slavery, out of Egypt, and they go on this, this long journey um, to get to where God wants them to go. And there comes this point in their journey where they got across the Jordan River. And, and it says, here's what's going to happen. That the, they're going to pick up stones. They're going to carry the, 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 uh, the priest. They're going to carry these stones on their shoulders. When they hit the water, the water's going to roll back. They're going to walk on dry land. Pretty powerful thing, right? But when they get to the other side, they're commanded to build an altar. And I want to read this to you. It says this in Joshua 4, 6. It says, we will use these stones, the stones that the priests had carried across, to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across, these stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So when they look at it, they can say, oh, this is what, this is what God did. That's what, that's what we need to be filling our ears with, of what God did. That's what we need to be filling our spirit with, what, what, what God did. You know, this is, this is very similar to what Jesus did in the New Testament. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna partake in it right now. Um, in the New Testament, Jesus established something called communion. Uh, it's the Last Supper. Jesus is sitting with his disciples and it's, it's, it's the new covenant. The Bible says he breaks bread. He says, this is my body that's gonna be broken for you. They pass around the wine cup. This is going to be representative of my blood that's going to be poured out for you. And then he says, hey, every time you do this, I want you to do this in remembrance of, of me. Remember, fill your ears with what God has done. And so we're going to do something that I don't think we've ever done here at Canvas Church. Now, we've taken communion before. Um, but I'm going to interrupt my message, and we're going to take communion together. And so if you didn't get any, you can raise your hand, and the ushers are going to come. If you grabbed one on the way in, that's great. But here's how we're gonna do this this morning. If you need one, you can just shoot your hand in the air. They'll, they'll make sure they get you one. Um, we're gonna pause, we're gonna slow down in this moment. And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna remember together. We're gonna remember together. And so here's what I want you to do. From the media, ushers, greeters, everybody. Maybe just right there in your row or maybe you just turn around and, and, and just a little group. Everyone's gonna have somebody. And I want everybody, don't take long, but I want you to share one powerful testimony of what God has done in 2021. This is our last communion together in 2021. And I want you to share right now one powerful thing that God has done for you in 2021. And then I want you right there I want you to break bread together. I want you to take that communion together. I want you to pray together. Are you with me? All right. Um, so go ahead right now in this community. Just turn right where you're at. Find somebody. Share with somebody. Get with somebody. And, uh, and share what God has done.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I just take a moment and pray real quick? Um, we've never done that before as a church in that, that setting. But I pray that in that moment, man, you felt the presence of God and that you're reminded and maybe filled with some wonder, some awe, some amazement. God, we thank you so much. God, we thank you for your presence that is so real. God, we thank you that church isn't a, isn't a program. It's not a show. God, we thank you it's not a moment where we, we try to hype one another up. God, it's a moment where we, we dive into your word. It's a moment where we pause for, for things like this so we can encourage one another, strengthen one another, equip one another. And, and so, Lord, I thank you for this moment. We thank you for your body that was broken. We thank you for your blood that was poured out. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you that today that we can walk forth in holiness um, and surrender to you because of the work of the cross. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 They heard. They heard. They heard. And what they heard um, drove them to the next one I want to share with you, and that is they searched. They searched. Number two, they searched. Um, they didn't just hear it, but they went in search of what they heard. They said, let's, let's go find this. Let's go find this one that we just heard about. Let's go, let's go and, and look. Let's go and, go and find. And, and here's my hope that every Sunday that when we come together and, uh, and we have these moments around God's word, that it's not just a moment where you hear. It's not just a moment where you take in but it's a moment where you hear, but what you hear causes you to go on a, a further exploration. That what you hear here causes you to have conversations around the table later on today. That what you hear here, maybe on your drive home, for some of us that, that drive further distances, that you can, you can have some moments where you just talk about, man, that, that ministered to me, or man, man, this point, man, let's talk about that a little deeper. That what you hear here causes you to search, causes you to look. That, that this, isn't the, this isn't the end. This isn't like, all right, pastor delivered a great message and now I'm good for the week. But this is, no, we study the word of God together and what we study causes you to say, man, I want to look further at that. I want, I want to search. I want to look. I want to, I want to have deeper conversations and ultimately I want to look, look for him. I want to look for him. But this would lead me to another question is what are you searching for? Or maybe, maybe, maybe a different way of wording that is, what are you in search of? Because a lot of us are in search of joy, but, but here's the reality. You don't need to search for joy. You need to search for him because in him is the fullness of joy. Some of you are in search of peace, but the reality is, is you don't need to search for peace. You just need to search for him because, as we talked about last week, he's the prince of peace. Some of you are in search of fulfillment, and so, man, that search of fulfillment causes you to, to look for something, right? Like something to fulfill you, and maybe it's a, a different job, maybe it's different relationships, maybe it's a bigger house, maybe it's a smaller house, maybe it's a different car, maybe, I don't know what it is, a career path or, or, or whatever it might be, and, and you go in search of this, and here's the thing, those things will fill you with momentary happiness, they will fill you with a moment of, oh man, brand new house, this is awesome. And then like a month later, you just take it for granted. It's momentary. But if we go in search of him, 
Man, the Bible says that in him is the fullness of joy and at his right hand is everything you ever need. Man, we need to go in search of him. And they did, these shepherds dropped everything. They left watching somebody else's sheep, the one they were in charge of, and they went in search of the right one, Jesus. What are you searching for? What are you, what are you looking for? What are you searching for? Because I guarantee you that whatever it is, man, you're gonna find it in him and more. Not only that, the very thing you think you're in search of, if you actually start searching for him, you'll find out you don't actually need. They left everything they heard and they went in search. Lastly, number three, they discovered. They heard, they said, hey, let's go find the one that we just heard about, they went and searched, and when they searched, they found him. Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. Those who search will surely find me. What are you searching for? If you search for him, you're gonna find him. This Christmas, I want to remind us that it's all about the presence. And I want to get us back to the wonder of his, his presence. The wonder of his presence. And I can think back time and time again how God moved in my life. And I don't want to stop rehearsing that story. I, I, want, I want to remember the miracle stories. I want to remember all the time. Listen, I, I told you guys, you guys are never, I'll never stop talking about it. We're sitting in a miracle story. Three years ago, we were not in this building. Three years ago, this was a dream. Three years ago, literally at this time, we were, we were trying to raise a quarter of a million dollars to say, hey, hey, can we go in there in nine weeks? We were meeting in a theater, a theater. And our, our, our biggest hope was, God, could you give us a little strip mall that we could rent? We were looking at every strip mall in San Diego. I mean, I was ready to drive to like, like El Centro. Come on, somebody. I heard things are cheaper. It's going to be a long commute, but we can afford it. I mean, we were looking at every strip mall, and all of a sudden, God opened this door. And my, my, my very first words as we walked through is like, we could never afford this. Literally, that was my conversation with the broker. He was like, what do you think? And I said, I think we can never afford it. And I'll never forget his words back to me. He said, well, maybe if you stretched your faith a little bit, you could. And I looked at him. I said, maybe if you write a check, we could. <laughs> True story. Happened right up there in that upper room right there. I looked at him. I said, well, maybe if you write a check. But we were literally about this time, three years ago, we were just walking through this space. And it didn't look nearly as beautiful as it does now. And we're sitting in this. I'll never stop talking about it. And in nine weeks, I mean, all of my leaders, majority of them, 99.9% .9 of them, were like, hey, let's go for it, but I don't think we're going to raise a quarter of a million. I was one of the ones that didn't believe we are going to raise a quarter of a million. <laughs> I think Pastor Steve was the one that believed we could. I was like, I was one of the 99.9% .9 like, yeah, okay, we'll try. <laughs> It'll be fun. 
you know? And we raised a quarter of a million dollars in nine weeks. How? God. I, I, I want to continue to tell those stories, right? Like, like, like every time I walk, I don't care when, I, I literally, like, like my first text this morning was like, Eduardo, let's do a fire in the fireplace. Oh, yeah, our church has a fireplace. You want to go to some rinky-dink strip mall church? Whatever. Our church has got a fireplace with a fire in it. Awesome. Right? Like, I'll never stop. Every, every day when I come to work, I just walk in and I'm like, man, God. And we don't have a whole lot of staff members, so I can choose a different office every day. <laughs> it's like walking in like, oh, man, brand new office. <laughs> so great. I, I kid you not, there were, there were, there were days, I, I think I'd been here for a full month when I walked into a room I didn't even know existed. <laughs> it was a little creepy. <laughs> but man, just continue to share those stories, but look what God. When's the last time, man, you were in wonder and amazement at God? I got this testimony a couple weeks back. Um, and it, to me, it captures all three. They heard, they searched, they discovered. And it says this, just a quick testimony, Pastor Ben. I'm sure you get these all the time. I don't. But I felt very compelled on Sunday prior to even talking to you and somebody else to provide an offering financially. Not two days later, I won, not just one, but two contests at work for the exact same amount I gave. I honestly never win raffles or contests. It's kind of a family joke. Long story short, I felt in my heart that it was a God thing. I'm looking forward to your message on Sunday. Now this is somebody that has struggled with a whole tithe offering concept for a while. And God spoke, they heard. They searched, they gave. They discovered, God gave back. And now here he is in wonder and amazement by who God is and what God can do. This Christmas, can we get back to that? Can we get back to, um, the presents under the tree are great, but this Christmas, can we get back to the wonder and amazement at the presence of God and what he has done, what he is doing, and what he'll continue to do as we continue to hear the good news Search for the King of Kings and discover he's right here with us all the time. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. Uh, Lord, I pray that these shepherds would continue to minister to us um, throughout the day, throughout the week. That God, this, this message, God, the wonder and the amazement that they were filled with. God, I love it because it says they went and shared it with others and that same wonder and amazement filled the ones they shared it with. God, I pray that we would be ambassadors of the amazing work that you continue to do in the church for your people and that when others hear it, they too would be filled with wonder and awe. God, I pray that you'd remind us today that you are a miracle worker that you today still have the ability to move each and every one of us with amazement, awe, and wonder. Hallelujah. With every eye closed and every head bowed, you're here this morning. 
and you need a miracle. You need a miracle. Maybe, maybe you've kind of given up. Maybe you're here and you're like the shepherds and you're like, man, I just was kind of doing my own thing, just kind of showed up today. And I want, I want you to just leave that moment and go and search of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're here today and you would say, you know what, Pastor, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I feel like, I'm, I feel like praying for miracles today because he is a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. You're here today, eyes closed, heads bowed, and you say, Pastor, I need a miracle. Just shoot your hand in the air. Maybe it's a financial miracle. Maybe it's a health miracle. Maybe it's a relational miracle, restoration. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. Come on. Lots of hands. Lots of hands. I, I believe in a God who can do miracles. I believe in a God who in one moment can turn everything around. See, let's not, just, let's not remember just a little baby that they found in a feeding trough. Let's remember that that little baby grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man and became the savior of the world and along the way did miracles for the multitudes. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. I've seen them in my own family. I've seen them in my own life. I've seen God do it in my daughters. Both my daughters have radically experienced miracles. I've seen miracles. I've experienced radical miracles in my own body. I've prayed for people and they've seen, they've seen miracles. Pastor, what is it about you? Nothing about me. Nothing about me other than I'm a vessel who chooses to believe that God is a God of wonder. He's a God who astonishes. He's a God who amazes. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray for everybody, but if you're one of those that raised your hand and said, I need a miracle, I'm gonna have some of the, um, some of the team up here and I'm gonna come and pray for you. Um, there are about probably, I don't know, there's probably a dozen or more that raised their hand and needed a miracle. And I wanna stand in agreement with you today and believe that he's gonna be a God of miracles for you today. God, we love you and we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we can leave today in wonder in awe, in amazement, astonished by who you are. Lord, I just pray for all those that raise their hands. I pray that, God, that you would meet them today where they're at and you begin to set a miracle in motion. Hallelujah. God, I'm believing that this Christmas will be a Christmas of miracles for them. Hallelujah. God, I pray for all of us, Lord, that we would take this message and, God, it would be a great conversation throughout the day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hey, if, you, if you, that's you, I want to meet you up here. Come on up. I'm going to pray for you for a miracle. Uh, ministry team, hey, be here tonight, 5 to 7.30. It's going to be awesome. we got a lot of stuff planned and gifts to give away, people to honor. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We brought in some entertainment. Um, if you are like, hey, I want to join the ministry team, find someone with a lanyard on, get signed up, come to the party tonight. Um, we'll get you start serving in 2022. Um, if you need prayer, come on up. I'm going to pray with you. God bless. Have an amazing week.